podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. We have just signed another match revolution Saturday night. It will be the Bastard Pack going one on one against Orange Cassidy. Wow! The first singles match. That's yeah. awesome. Now, I know you're still feeling the effects of that, but. Chuck, Taylor, Trent, you guys are a red-hot tag team right now, moving up the ranks in AEW. Oh, Tony, 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 it feels good! You see, the best friends are back on our winning ways. And my buddy here, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, Pack. you think he's a joke? Well, the joke's on you, buddy, because this time, he's gonna try. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> I, I don't think Trent is Look, too Look, he, he didn't tell us that. We don't know what he's going to do. He <laughs> might try. He might not. Oh. Well, Cassidy, what about it? There it is. That's all the answer you need from Freshly Squeezed. Send me thumbs up. Orange Cassidy, first match in AEW, Saturday night exclusively on pay-per-view, and it will be against the best. Best friends. It's a brand new episode of the Elita Cinema Geekly's AEW podcast. It is Anthony Lewis here, flying solo this week. Nick Montez on vacation in the uh, the sunshine state of Florida. I believe I think that's where he is. Uh, the the home state of WrestleMania this year, but obviously we're not talking about that. Uh, I'm going to be talking about AEW Dynamite episode 21 on TNT. This is the go-home show for the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. And holy crap, did they have another good show. They're they're just on a roll. This is crazy. So uh, the show begins, of course, with the announced team running down the card. Uh, You know, actually, I should probably mention AEW Dark this week. Uh... Nothing particularly of note. Uh, nothing to really write home about. Jimmy Havoc defeated uh, Marco Stunt 
and what was an okay opener, I guess. Started out strong, but then kind of just turned into okay uh, by the end. Uh, the Dark Order defeated uh, Shima and T-Hawk, Stronghearts. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, maybe like a three, three out of five, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, Joey Janela defeated Kip Sabian in a false count anywhere match. Uh, you know, like maybe another three, like, uh, they worked really hard. Penelope Ford looked particularly good, uh, in this as she was heavily involved in the match, but, uh, the Joey Kip Sabian thing had about as much steam behind it as, uh, I thought. Uh, and, uh, the main event was Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall defeating Peter Avalon and, uh, Sean Spears, which was, you know, which was okay. Pretty okay. Uh, anyway, so back to regular old AEW Dynamite uh, for this week. And they're in, uh, where did they say? Kansas City, I think they said they were. Uh, so, yeah, the guys run down the card for the evening. And we begin with uh, Pac and Kenny Omega in an Iron Man match. So the match I thought was main eventing this week was the opener. And maybe that's smart because the one of the knocks against Iron Man matches uh, all this time has been that uh, everybody knows when the, the finish is coming. You've got a clock literally counting down to it. But maybe they thought... You know, if we open the show with it, people will be so excited. They'll just tune in, stick around, uh, and watch it. And holy shit, did these guys deliver a pay-per-view quality match in the opener here on Dynamite. This crowd is on fire, a super hot crowd. Uh, so they begin uh, wrestling, but it ends uh, with a standoff, then a brief strike exchange, and then the pace picks up with a lot of hold, counter-hold, including countering each other's finishers. Uh, Kenny hits the Terminator dive, goes for the you-can't-escape combination, but misses the moonsault. Kenny maintains control with a Snapdragon suplex, though. The fight moves to the floor, and Pack hits a moonsault into a DDT, takes him back into the ring, hits him with an avalanche brainbuster right off the top rope, drilled Kenny. Uh, the... Uh, uh, Pack ends up uh, working over Omega. Doesn't actually go for the cover there. Instead, just keeps working over Omega after that brain buster. Slingshot cutter for uh, a two, and then continues to work over Kenny. Kenny just gives him like a Spartan kick, just boots him, and Pack goes flying into the corner to buy himself some space and time. Strike. The, Pack gets back up. There's a strike exchange. Kenny hits two V triggers and a Tiger Driver 98 for a two. Goes for the one-winged angel, but Pack stops him. Kenny then pops him into Kreutz Wrath for a two. Hits a avalanche. Uh, tries to do an avalanche one-winged angel, but Pack counters it into a sunset powerbomb. Snapdragon Beaumier-style V-trigger from Kenny. Gets a two. The crowd is just loving this match. Pack ends up grabbing a chair on the outside. Jabs it into Kenny's face. And the referee calls for the bell. So this is the first disqualification in AEW history. And it gives a point to Kenny Omega. While the Bucks argue, Pack drills him again with a chair. Hits him with a big boot in the corner. Goes up top. Hits the black arrow. And gets the fall. Evening things up at 1-1. One one, heading into a picture-in-picture -picture break. And 
Pat continues to work Kenny over during the break. They get back from the break, and these two men are fighting on the apron. When Pat hits Kenny with a falcon arrow off the apron to the floor, there is a loud holy shit chant, which essentially caused a 5-second to 10-second sensor on TNT, which was really annoying. Uh, the ref is checking on Kenny, and Kenny's trying to get back into the ring when Pack hits him with a drop kick. Drop kicks Kenny off the apron, but he falls on to Paul Turner and wipes him out as well. So Pack takes this opportunity to pull out a table, hits Kenny Omega with a shooting star press from the top rope to the floor through the table. They do a big count out tease, but Kenny gets back into the ring, goes for the black arrow again, but uh, Kenny gets his knees up. Two V-triggers and a Uranage for a two from Kenny. He goes for the uh, one-winged angel again, but Pat counters into a poison Rana, locks in the Brutalizer. Kenny manages to get to the ropes after a long struggle. There are under two minutes left now in this 30-minute Iron Man match. He goes back for the Brutalizer, but Kenny is trying to block it. One minute remaining. The Brutalizer is now locked in with 30 seconds remaining, then 15, then 10, then 5, then time expires. Pack is very upset at this turn of events. He uh, forearms Paul Turner and lays him out. And Justin Roberts gets up and announces that this match uh, has been ordered to go into overtime. There will be a one-fall finish. Aubrey Edwards runs in to replace Paul Turner. The crowd goes nuts for Aubrey. Kenny hits a ripcord V-trigger. Hits the Kamagoye, Kota Ibushi's finisher. Uh, his golden lover's partner... And he only gets a two, and Kenny picks up Pack, hits the one-winged angel, and gets the win. Holy shit, I wrote. Uh, I said that before I started recapping, but yeah, I thought this match was incredible. And this is right up there with, I think, the best matches I've seen in AEW. I gave it four and three-quarter stars. Uh... The uh, the people over at Grapple actually did not think as highly of this match as I did. They went 4.39. Uh, it's, it's sitting at a little under 100 reviews right now. But I thought this match was was blow away. I just thought it was, was excellent. Uh, after that, uh, we have Tony Schiavone with Pac on the stage. Tony says that uh, after everything that Pac has done to Kenny Omega to get his attention to get this match. This loss has to be disappointing. And just before Pack has a chance to rip into Tony Schiavone verbally, Orange Cassidy walks out. The By the way, the crowd starts chanting freshly squeezed, but TNT, I don't know who had their finger on the sensor button here or what they thought the people here in Kansas City, Missouri were saying, uh, but they censored it briefly. Well, anyway, I don't know why Orange Cassidy came out here, but Pack beat him up. Thought that was a little odd, but it leads to an announcement later. Uh, backstage, Lexi Nair is trying to get a word with Chris Jericho. Uh, Jake Hager answers the door, but shuts the door in her face. No no interview for Lexi Nair. The inner circle, uh, the six men comprised of Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz take on the Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Wild pace to start this match out. Uh, the, uh, the Jurassic Express... Wipes out the Inner Circle early, a lot of triple teams, but Inner Circle comes back with some triple teams of their own, and they work over Marco Stunt heading into a break. 
back from the break and Stunt is still being worked over until he gets the tag to Luchasaurus, who runs wild with a bunch of kicks, uh, hits a move that Excalibur called the Fossilizer, which is an amazing name for a move. Hits a moonsault, gets a two count. Uh, there's triple teams on uh, the inner circle. They just kill Sammy Guevara. Jungle Boy hits a vertebraker on him, but uh, the pinfall attempt is saved by Santana. Double team from Santana and Ortiz. Uh, almost get the fall on Jungle Boy, but Marco Stunt makes the save. Luchasaurus does a moonsault off the apron to wipe out some guys. Sammy grabs the mad ball, the, the sock full of baseballs to uh, attack Jungle Boy with. When Darby Allen appears from the crowd and takes it from him, Sammy Guevara, momentarily distracted, gets hit with a Rana and rolled up by Jungle Boy for the win. I thought this was also uh, really good. Super duper fast paced. The crowd was uh, into pretty much everything. Uh, a little short, maybe, and a little too hectic at times, but uh, I gave it three and a quarter stars. And according to the good people over at Grapple, uh, they went 3.16. So, so far, I'm sensing uh, a pattern here that I think I may have liked this show a little bit better than most. But we're in the ballpark, I think. Uh, we got a Cody MJF hype video. Then we got the Best Friends versus The Butcher and The Blade. And uh, as Excalibur noted, uh, actually the last match and this match both stemmed from confrontations from last week's Tag Team Battle Royal. Butcher and the Blade are dominating early until Trent manages to hit a knee on the Blade, gets a tag to Chuck Taylor, and he runs wild. That takes us into the picture-in-picture -picture break. And during the break, Taylor gets cut off and they work over him. When they come back, Trent gets the hot tag, hits the Tornado DDT, and then action spills to the floor when Orange, Cassidy, and the Bunny roll into the ring and square off with one another. He goes to put his hands in his pockets, but she stops his hands, steals his sunglasses, goes for a punch, but whiffs. Orange Cassidy steals her bunny ears and puts them on, and then dives to the outside onto the butcher while the referee is distracted, and uh, they hit strong zero uh the best friends at strong zero on the butcher for the win and uh another solid match uh again kind of short but with this hot crowd behind everything uh it's hard not to give this one three and a quarter i think the the crowd really helps make a lot of these matches in aew wasn't good enough for the good people over at grapple however three or 2.59 not even a three Come on, guys. These guys worked hard. I thought that was at least a three. I thought I was giving them uh, bonus points uh, for the, the crowd the crowd reaction, but I guess not. Post-match, Tony Schiavone is in the ring. He announces that AEW officials have signed a new match for Revolution. They have signed the Bastard Pack versus Orange Cassidy. And this crowd goes nuts. Chuck Taylor grabs the mic, says the best friends are on a roll. They're going to keep winning. They're going to keep. Uh, they're going to keep on with their winning ways. But at the pay per view pack, you think Orange Cassidy is a joke? Well, the joke's on you because this time, he's gonna try. And 
Everybody is laughing at this. Trent's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't tell us that. Look, Tony, he might try. He might not. But then the crowd chants, he will try. And uh, Tony Giovanni says, well, Orange Cassidy, what are you going to do? And Orange Cassidy just looks at the camera and gives his semi thumbs up. This was great. Uh, (laughs) It's still mind boggling to me that Orange Cassidy has taken off like he has, but it's undeniable the crowd reaction he gets. Uh, uh, A four-way match, which turns out to be our main event for the evening uh, in terms of wrestling matches. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Big Swole versus Hikaru Shida versus Shanna. And this is also Babyface versus Babyface versus Babyface versus Babyface. Uh, four-way action, uh, except for Yuka, who kind of just pretends to participate. Uh, she sort of stays away, and then when everybody does a standoff, she sort of just hops in and does the standoff with them. They all boot her, and the crowd is not a fan of this. So she stomps all of her feet, and the crowd is happy with this. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, pin attempts, like four-way pinning attempts, uh, that goes into a picture-in-picture break. And during the break, we get some dives to the outside. Back from the break, and Hikaru Shida has suplexed Shanna into Yuka Sakazaki. So the story has sort of evolved into everyone trying to single out Yuka because she is the smallest person in the match. Big Swole gets in. She runs wild. Step-in cutter on Shanna for a two. Hits her with dirty dancing. Uh... Taken, but she is taken down by Sheeta. Magical Girl Splash by Yuka on Swole, but Sheeta grabs her, suplexes Yuka onto Swole, and then hits Big Swole with the running knee for the win. So a win for Hikaru Sheeta probably put her a little bit higher up in the AEW women's rankings. I ended up giving this three stars and uh, grapple two and three quarters, 2.75. So we're ballparking on that one. Uh, after that, Dark Order video, where they uh, they seem to claim that they are facing SCU at Revolution, although I think when the announcers were running down the card for Revolution, they did not mention the match. But uh, Evil Uno says that uh, the Exalted One is is coming, and that they're facing SCU, and that they are, you know, they're going to win, yada, yada. And then in the most blatant of teases, and I do feel like this is a, a, the most blatant of teases, uh, they note that Christopher Daniels will discover that he is now obsolete. So clearly hinting at Matt Hardy, but who knows? Normally you just don't come out and say it, but they kind of just came out and said it. So we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. Uh, then we go to a Jim Ross sit-down interview with Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and the Young Bucks. And uh, Matt Jackson says he'd be lying if he thought that Kenny and Hangman would have been the tag team champions when AEW started. He thought of them both as singles wrestlers, and, you know, they saw themselves holding the tag team championships. Jim Ross asks why they haven't been the champions yet. 
But really before they can answer, Kenny kind of steps in and says, it's just a time and a place sort of thing. It just hasn't really worked out. Things aligned for Kenny and Hangman. Like, it wasn't the plan, but it's where they are. Uh, he does say that the Young Bucks are the best tag team. Uh, that he he that they inspire Kenny all the time. He thinks that they're the best tag team in the world. Adam Page, meanwhile, with a drink in his hand, is taking offense to all of this. Almost everything being said here, uh, like he's being insulted that you know, his accomplishment is a fluke or it was never supposed to happen or something along those lines. And uh, you know, Nick says that you know they care about everybody. They care about Hangman Page and. You know, there's like a little scuffle between them verbally, but it kind of leads to nothing. And Matt says, you know, this is pro wrestling and uh, winning the titles are important. And yes, uh, Kenny and Paige not only know every move they're going to make, but they know them personally. They know their family, their his wife, his children. They stayed at his home. So... They know not everything, not just everything about them in the ring, but everything about them as people. And says, I totally, uh, they totally, you know, want to be the champions. They, their goal is to go to the show and beat these guys, and they are going to be the champions. They said that they are the best. They say they say that they are the champ. They will be the champions, but at the end of the day, they are still all the elite, and that's the thing that's most important. That even after this battle, they will still be friends. Hangman takes great exception to this. Says he tried to walk away from the group. Young Bucks take offense to this, saying that they gave him everything. Nick says he was a jobber in Ring of Honor until they brought brought him into Bullet Club. Page says that these belts are his biggest career achievement and they want to take it away from him. Nothing is bigger than that. And says that his his drink is gone, so he's going to get up and walk away. And he just walked out on the interview, and uh, Jim Ross plugs the uh, the pay-per-view match. And then, of course, uh, Jim Ross and uh, Tony Schiavone and Excalibur run down the pay-per-view card, and they announce the Lance Archer signing, and... I believe uh, outright say that he will be on Dynamite next week. So now it's time for the main event segment, the weigh-in for the championship match. Tony Schiavone introduces Gary Michael Capetta as the master of ceremony. That was always great to to see uh, GMC back. He uh, was the one of the uh, ring announcers, one of the I, I would say maybe the most famous ring announcer from. The, the heyday of WCW. I have fond memories of GMC and like WCW Saturday night. So he introduces Mox and Jericho. Uh, by the way, Jericho comes out and they've essentially formed a fight team that <laughs> kudos to Jericho. They have dorkily called this, this fight team, the pain maker posse. They all have matching track suits. They all come down to the ring. Like it's a big MMA fight. Uh, Jericho gets on the mic and says GMC's poor announcing quality is an indication as to why WCW closed down, calls him a weird little guy. Uh, Moxley, uh, this, this happens after, uh, GMC announces that Jericho's getting on the scale first 
and Jericho mocks him and says that the champion gets on last. So Moxley gets on the scale first. He weighs in at 234 pounds. Uh, Jericho goes to get on the scale, but realizes that, oh, he's got all this excess weight on him. So he gives the championship belt to Santana. And then he takes off his sunglasses. Then he takes off his bandana. Then grabs the microphone and tells Kansas City to shut their ass. Kansas City then does a, you know, that racist tomahawk thing. It's never going away. So they just they just do it, and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So it, it happened. Uh, Jericho stops this chant by getting on the mic again and calling, I presume, their quarterback or star player or whatever. I don't know anything about football, but he calls this person a piece of shit. And uh, the crowd is very upset at this. They stop their chant and just boo Jericho. Jericho then removes his jacket and then stalls some more when he gets in Moxley's face and Mox just shoot headbutts him and busts Jericho open. The inner circle swarms him uh, and are just stomping a mud hole in him. Jericho bleeding all over the place. Dustin runs out, clotheslines Hager over the top rope, and they fight into the crowd and then onto the concourse. And, of course, uh, JR gets to get his uh, Dippin' Dots line in as well. Darby Allen he comes out. Uh, hits Santana with a skateboard, but as he's getting into the ring, Sammy catches him with a just a wicked flying knee, breaks the skateboard over Darby's head, and then uh, he takes him to the outside, and Jericho and Mox get up, and they start fighting. Santana hits Moxley with the low blow, and Jericho hits Mox with the Judas effect, and then Jericho hits Moxley with the paradigm shift on the scale platform, and Jericho stands tall to end the go-home show. So, a good angle at the end of the show uh just another great show uh, almost a perfect go home show for a pay-per-view and uh AEW just running firing on all cylinders right now so uh i mean i don't have nick here to talk about uh the pay-per-view but i will i, I guess i will just give my uh predictions for the show since nick won't be here to to do it but uh, here's what's uh, on the card. It looks like an eight-match card. So we've got SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky with Christopher Daniels versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, The Dark Order. So I am predicting a Dark Order victory here and probably the reveal of the Exalted One, I would expect. Now, if they're not going to reveal the Exalted One, we could see SCU maybe pick up the win here. But I am expecting some sort of reveal, something with Christopher Daniels. Maybe he's the exalted one, maybe he's not. Maybe it's Matt Hardy. Who knows? But I am with caution that maybe they're not revealing the exalted one here. I am going out on the limb here and saying Dark Order wins. They're the one with the big uh, storyline reveal. So it would make sense for them to win here. Uh, the Bastard Pack against Orange Cassidy. I think this is clearly a, a win for Pac, I think, uh, unless they're doing something crazy, uh, like maybe Pac's taking time off and, and leaving for a while. But barring that, I presume this will just be Pac winning, but uh, it'll also be a showcase that Orange Cassidy, in a singles capacity, uh, is actually a very good wrestler. So uh, I presume we will see that. Uh, Nyla Rose 
defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Chris Statlander. Uh, so the, Chris is just the number one contender, and Nyla is the champion. There's no feud here uh, or anything along those lines. Uh, this is just number one contender uh, and the champion with uh, with no other build behind it. Uh, I presume Nyla wins. She just won the championship here. Uh, I hope it ends up being a good showing for Chris Statlander. I know a lot of people think she should be the champion anyway, but I don't think that's what we're going to get here. So, I mean, maybe it'll be a shocker, but I presume Nyla Rose will retain the title. She just uh, she just won it. So, And I don't think AEW is going to do any hot-shotting with her titles, but we'll see what they do. Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Uh, I think it's pretty clear here that Darby's going to get the win. And... Uh, especially since it's been all Darby Allen up until this point, but on this episode of Dynamite here, uh, Sammy Guevara finally got one up on uh, on Darby. So I presume this will be a victory for Darby Allen. Then we've got Jake Hager and Dustin Rhodes. And uh, this one they've kept a little bit more even, but it's Hager's AEW singles debut. I presume he gets the win. Uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page defending the AEW World Tag Team Championships against uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. So this one is a little more up in the air. I I still don't think they should be doing a Page turn because of how over he's gotten as a babyface. But after that interview segment, it totally feels like the Bucks might end up winning this one. And... Uh, getting one over on Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and finally winning the tag titles. And this is the, you know, when Kenny congratulates the Bucks afterwards, this is the thing that causes the Hangman turn on Kenny. Um, at least I think that's kind of how I see it going. So that's my pick there. MJF with Wardlow versus Cody with Arn Anderson. So this match, I see... Uh, ending with an MJF victory. I don't think they're going to do a disqualification or anything like that. I think MJF might cheat to win, but I see MJF getting the win here. Uh, this whole buildup has been MJF putting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock after roadblock in front of Cody, and MJF has been thwarted literally every time. So I'm pretty sure this is going to end with MJF getting, uh, getting the win here. Uh, main event, Chris Jericho, John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. Uh, this is a little tough, too. And the way they ended the show tonight would have you thinking in, like, WWE think that Moxley would be winning here because Jericho ended up on top at the end. And I don't know. I Maybe Moxley will win it here. It wouldn't be a bad call. Uh but I also wouldn't mind Jericho holding on to the title until double or nothing and and then losing it there. But it seems like, uh, I, I don't know who they would give it to. My, my gut feeling would be Kenny Omega. Uh, and I feel like he's sort of on his way to that position in AEW. But I think they're definitely doing something with Kenny and Paige. So my, my gut feeling is they'll do the turn with... Omega and Page, and they'll do Kenny Omega and Hangman Page at double or nothing. And they may very well do the title here. Oh, to hell with it, everybody. I'm going to predict Moxley beating Jericho 
to win the championship. So there we go. The predictions for AEW Revolution. Speaking of which, uh, that show is this Saturday on pay-per-view and fight TV, uh, and, uh, BR live. So Nick and I will be back. I think we're going to record on Monday. I think he'll be back from vacation then. So, we're going to come back on Monday to talk about it. And in the meantime, you can head on over to Cinema Geekly to check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for The Elitists. Hit subscribe, and that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about more AEW. AEW Revolution, featuring John Moxley versus Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship. <laughs>